Welcome to the Strategy Mom Podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy Mob. <laughs> Today, I have two very special guests, all the way from the other side of the country. Uh, hey, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me. I have both Randy and Wilson from the Your Warranty team. Did I say that correctly? You did. You did. Hey, look at that. I don't have to do an <laughs> intro over again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Hey, guys, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and kind of don't know who you guys are and kind of how you got started in the industry, if we can start off with the origin story of Randy and Wilson. <laughs> Randy, I'll let you go ahead and start first. All right, Jason, I'm not going to bore everybody with where I was born and how many children I have and all that great stuff, but uh, talking to you a little bit about our businesses. Um you know, we started in the car business, I think both Wilson and I, we, we started in the car business uh, washing cars. You know, we were we were lot boys being kicked around by the GMs and the general, general sales managers all the time. And, and obviously, we just moved up the ranks of selling cars, uh, working in the finance office. And then uh, I back in, the, I don't know what it was, I guess probably about 12 years ago, uh, I was in the, the GM crisis situation. And one of the stores had closed and uh, I was approached by a good friend of mine from Global Warranty. And he said, hey, do you want to be a sales representative for Global Warranty? And I said, well, fantastic. That sounds like fun. Uh, they flew me out to London, Ontario, and I, I seemed to pass the interview. So that was cool. Uh, and worked with them for a couple of years and then had, had uh, three years, I should say. And I had an opportunity to work for a company called Coverage One as a sales representative. So I had the British Columbia region and coverage one has treated us very well. We still represent that brand, that product, uh, which is a, a, a product that is aligned with General Motors protection plan. Uh, coverage one is a product that goes to, we're able to go to all vehicle makes and models other than GM, Chevrolet, Cadillac and Buick and Subaru because GMPP is a, basically the uh, warranty provider for those brands. So coverage one, we're able to go to all the other dealerships with that. And then a few years later, we developed something called Your Warranty Team. Uh, Wilson and I and our partner, Kerry Rio, uh, started off this thing called Your Warranty Team. We wanted to be different in the industry, Jason. We uh, we didn't want to, yeah, we wear suits and uh, three-piece suits with ties and we have a briefcase and all that good stuff, but we really wanted to be different. And so we started off this brand uh, your warranty team and really branding it across the country right now, representing a number of products, warranty, road hazard, gap insurance, theft protection, job loss, you name it. You know, a full service, uh, full suite provider for finance offices in the industry. And uh, so we're just going through a real growth phase right now where uh, we have a team of sales professionals, uh, just a fantastic team, all headed up by two strong uh, national sales directors and including our business coach. So we, we have an exciting thing going on, Jason. We really do. We got just amazing group of people. They're all better than me and, uh, just, just, just love them all the bits. And, but they're really eager to make this company grow. And we're really experiencing that at a time like this, uh, where we, you know, I think a lot of us during a, this little bit of a situation that we're going through are all getting closer to the people that we love. 
And, uh, you know, it really makes me get closer to my boys, my family, and, and obviously the, the team of sales professionals that we have, we have some real strong connections with them. They're obviously our business family. So um, just a real special time for all of us right now. Yeah, I mean, really... I think with uh, any time like this, as, as bad as it is, there is some opportunities, right? And, and there's right. definitely an opportunity for us to reconnect with our clients, reconnect with our staff and family and friends as well. Hey, Wilson, exactly. uh, for yourself, how did you get started into this crazy business that we call the auto industry? <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know what, I, I originally started in Marine and uh, because it was um, seasonal out in BC, I ended up switching over and, and going to work at a Toyota dealership in, in the Fraser Valley, BC and uh, started, as Randy mentioned, uh, in the detail department, worked my way up, ended up in parts and service, got a bit of a fixed ops background before um, ending up moving out to Calgary, Alberta and, and switching over to uh, European cars and going to Volkswagen and, and working um, in sales there. And then again, working my way up uh, through sales and sales management and, and whatnot. I actually got to uh, compete on a national stage for Volkswagen or uh, yeah, international stage for Volkswagen as well in Germany. And um, yeah, so I was with them for five years and uh, ended up meeting Randy and we ended up uh, developing this beast that we call your warranty team now. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. I mean, like the, our industry has fundamentally changed. And, um, you know, these series of podcasts that I'm putting together right now is like, I don't want to necessarily just kind of harp and just beat the drum as far as what's going on right now. I think the value and the content that we can put out there is, you know, what will the new norm look like? Because I think we all need to be prepared for it. I mean, uh, you know, you may disagree with me or not, but the bottom line is that it's not going to be business as normal. Right. Nope. Like, you know, th we're going to come back from this and I'm not going to pretend like I know the date, even though I love people are like putting dates. Oh, we'll be back to normal come March 17th. How did you get that from? You know, or like, <laughs> you just pull the date out of your ass and say like, that sounds like a good day. You know, it's like, you know, we, we, look, it could be a couple weeks. It could be a couple months. I, we have no idea. Right. But when we do come back, it is going to be a new normal and it's it's not going to be what it like it was in the past and that's where i'm kind of want to start off today's conversation as far as you know for for you guys and all the dealerships that you guys work with and the you know and the connections that you have how do you guys personally see the new norm is going to be for dealerships randy i'll go ahead and start with you well you know i, I love what you said earlier on jason when you said opportunity because that's really what it needs to be. If, if we decide that this is a situation where we're going to just, you know, lay in our beds and pull the covers over our heads and just hope this is going to go away, I think we need to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a head shake. And, and I think what we got to do is look at this as an opportunity. And, and right now what we're spending a lot of time doing, and especially our sales team, is working on trying to be a solution for dealers and just being available. I think there's been a period of time where we we were picking up the phone and create, try to generate Zoom calls and, and what have you to understand what the dealer's going through. Um, you know, there's that commiserate and that, that compassion that we need to have for a period of time. But I think we also need to take a look at the fact that dealerships need to sell cars. We need to be a solution provider for them. We need to find a way to communicate and try to get 
define the new normal. I also like how you call that a new normal because I think we're going to poke our way through in the dark and find a new normal. I see some great companies out there right now that are forging ahead. Uh, they're, they're coming up with some amazing innovative ideas. The Open Road Auto Group, the Delari Group are some great examples of, of, of what they're not. They're not sitting back at all. They're taking the bull by the horn, so to speak, and finding ways to make this work. Yeah, I think that's what we all have to do. Unless we just decide we're going to stay home and bake muffins all day. <laughs> that doesn't sound bad either, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Actually. <laughs> as long as they send them our way, it's okay. Okay, funny is you know I I I know I'm getting a little sidetracked, and sometimes I do that on these podcasts. But you know, um, there's. I've been talking to some people and they're trying to identify like some new opportunities to make a little extra money right now. And like, there are just some things that you just would have never thought would be kind of popular again. Right. Like I had a buddy of mine call me up and go, Hey Jay, I found a deal on uh, like 50, you know, do it yourself beer kits. I can buy these things for like 30 bucks a piece. And I think we can sell them for 150 each. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. He goes, no, seriously though. What do you think people are going to do for the next three or four weeks? They can stay at home and make beer. Right. I'm like, okay. You know, it's like, I gave myself a haircut the other day. That's a new norm for me. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's looking good too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. right. Man, this, it was atrocious. You don't want to see the back. Like I literally took a whole like patch out of the back of my head. So the good thing is podcast. You only see the front. It was bad. I was like, Whoa. What the hell did I just do? <laughs> um, anyways, um, Wilson, what are, what are your thoughts on, man? How do you see the new norm is going to play out, you know, for that first little bit in the automotive industry? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, your business is perfectly designed to get the results it's currently getting. So those that are not adapting in this right now are, uh, hey, you're getting the result right now. You know, if you haven't changed, this is the result you're going to get. You have to adapt. You have to change. I think more than ever, the the buyer is going to be even more educated, a little bit more cautious on on the way they buy. So you're going to have to really have that um, empathy, the understanding, properly setting up the deal, making sure that that customer knows everything about the deal um, when they are going in, understanding that they are being uh, provided with a quality product and that they can trust the name they're purchasing from. Um, I think moving forward, it's going to be so much more than just buying a manufacturer, but you're buying that dealership, you're buying the experience, you're buying the trust, you're buying everything that goes along with it. Um, my experience in the past is that over time, you know, dealers are really building that kind of membership-like feeling or the experience, and that's going to be the, the most that's going to be the, the most important thing these days. I think like, like Randy mentioned, you know, the Delari, the VIP experience. I, I think people are just going to love that. Um, I personally, I, I, for myself and I'm a car guy and I flip out of vehicles all day long, but I don't have the time to go into a dealer. If somebody could bring it to me, drop it off, uh, you know, do the entire experience virtually. I'm on board hundred percent. I mean, personally, oh, I, I would, I would pay for the experience. I would pay for it. I, I pay a dealership to actually pick up my car for service. Uh, they drop me off a car. It's an extra fee, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I, I'm on the road yeah. all the time. Like, I can't be down 
Like for right. me to come in and sit in a service department for three hours or even an hour, I'm like, I'm not interested. Like, yeah. it's not even a crazy expensive fee. I think they charge me like 50 or 60 bucks or something like that. And it's like, they'll come pick up my car, drop off their car, leave me the keys underneath the mat, you know, and then they'll take my car. And they, they actually been doing this before this whole thing went down. So that's a, that's a normal thing for them. So it's, it's a great process. Now I do want to, you talked, you mentioned something about kind of like having that membership style experience right mm -hmm. and I, I think there's two big opportunities here that the dealerships have to identify that they, they have to understand that there's going to be a new normal process all right to both sales and service but they also yeah. have to they have to understand that what does it mean to do business with them as a brand is going to mean a lot more than it ever has in the past like absolutely the brand's going to be a big sure. deal right yeah, yeah, the the actual dealer brand, not the manufacturer brand. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be huge. And something we do that's very different, and I think this will really help out in a lot of cases, we really listen to our dealers because we understand that the blanket coverage, the blanket sell, the blanket everything is not for every single store. Every, you know, there, there's lots of product out there um, and lots of F&I product and, everything like that, but it's, it's not perfect for every store, every customer. So I think the tailored approach right now is going to be so key, ha making sure that your process is not the exact same as another dealer's process. Like not everybody can just go and pick up and drop off a car the same way because your clientele is going to look a lot different. Every store has different clientele. And I think that's going to happen right from the actual sales process to the F and I um, process of going through uh, what products are properly tailored for your clientele, uh, the financing structure, the leasing structure, whatever your portfolio looks like, all the way to the delivery experience, everything has to be specifically tailored to your type of clientele. It, I think it's going to be so important moving forward. And and um, salespeople need to be professionals now. It is like well, you are absolutely going to, it's, it's professionals now. We don't right? have a choice. Like you, here's the thing that I find interesting is, and Wilson, that's a great point, right? Um, but this this is something that we're already supposed to be doing. Like that's exactly. not necessarily yeah. a, a new thing, right? Like we, yeah. we were always yeah. supposed to do that. Now I think we're in a place where it's like, we don't have a choice. Like we have to do that. Um, Absolutely, yeah. My next well, question for you guys is- That's real um, positive, isn't it? Right? Well, it is. It is a positive, right, Randy? Yeah. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think there's good that's going to come out of this. You know, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we know what our best practice is, you know, for a customer. But for a lot of us, we've kind of ignored that and just still forced them into our process, even though we know right. for a fact that they're not comfortable mm -hmm. with that process. Exactly. And now, exactly. now we're yeah. going to be forced. Like there's not an option, right? The pie just went from this big to... Yeah. this big, right? You know, the amount of people that are going to be buying and purchase, you know, buying a vehicle or servicing a vehicle went from here now to here. So there's still people there, but it's like, how do you, how do you get them? Um, my next question is from uh, the, the, the process itself perspective, right? Um, let's, let's go in the F and I process because I still think yeah. it's, it is probably one of the hands on the most valuable process for us as a dealership. It is the one that I would say has the most archaic approach <laughs> right like it's just, yeah absolutely you know, it's like hey i, I just I, sold you a car and we're all happy and excited and i'm gonna go stick you in this box <laughs> like a, like a, did i just get the I, I, I 
<laughs> no, I, I couldn't agree more. You're absolutely correct. And, and, you know, that really comes down to, as I mentioned, like tailoring the experience for your customer. We, we've, um, you know, there's the menu cell, the step cell, all the different types right now, but then we're still essentially selling a similar product, just mixing it up how it looks, I guess you could say. So, you know, proper tailored experience, make, make the F and I an experience. Um, I mean, there, you a can come one. out of the, exactly. Yeah. A great experience, right? You can make it easy, make it so it, it speaks to the customer. And that really, to me is just about listening, um, to the customer and understanding where their pain points are, finding out what is, you know, what upset them on their, on their previous vehicle. Why are they trading in their vehicle? Let's, let's ask them some emotional questions in order to get the actual, um, hard answers out of it and, and be able to move forward with, again, that tailored product experience as opposed to this is the one we sell everybody <laughs> because i think as, as you mentioned well, so the, what it sounds like you're saying is that we we need to be human exactly what? like we actually <laughs> have to be like a normal person and have like well, a normal conversation with another normal human being <laughs> right you know isn't it nice though, this now. could re- this could really refresh things like we were saying earlier on we're going to become yeah. professionals because we have to and I think that's just brilliant, but we can be not with it, not just talking to another person, talking to a real person and being real with them. Yeah. Like the products that are sold in the finance office are real protection products. It's all how we've looked at it. We're going to put them into the box, right, Jason? And, yeah, we're, and we're going we're to sell gonna, add-ons. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to, yeah. we're going to see, well, let's, let's see how much of a home run that we can hit, but th- it, let's just change that mentality. We put a whole lot of professionalism, a whole lot of integrity, a whole lot of protection into it and just speak to the people about it and not don't hide it in a payment. Let's just be fully disclosed with it all. It could be an amazing experience if we explain For it sure. with integrity. Well, a big well part and, and I think right too. now that, that that's Go ahead. like we have to over communicate the crap out of everything because our process has changed. Our sales process has changed. Uh, So much of our sales process now moving forward in the new norm, right? It is going to be very um, virtual based, right? I I know a lot of F&I managers are having Zoom conversations or FaceTime conversations to go over documentation on delivery of the vehicle, or, or, you know, they're doing it from a distance. That's what that kind of that new F&I process is looking like. It's Mm -hmm. It's still the same fundamentals, but now it's being done, you know, virtually, which means we have to even emphasize and over communicate the value way more than we ever have in the past, because you may not have someone sitting across the desk from you and having that that closeness that proximity you know where it's like you know it's like well you're here like the paperwork's there like we can add this you know we can we can move this around like you can like you know what i mean it's like it it was hard enough i think for a lot of f&i managers there's some definitely better than others right to build value face to face now it's going to have to be screen to screen Here's my right. next question for you guys. All right, is how do you see an F and I manager moving into this new norm? All right, what maybe two or three things could you tell them to help them uh, build value from a screen to screen than maybe a face to face like it used to be? Uh, Randy, I'll start with you. 
Well, I don't know if we want to give away any of our secrets at this point in time. <laughs> no, but what on, on a serious note, though, be, I, let, let, can we just park that question for one second? Sure. Every back, what, when did the box start, Jason? Um, what year was that? Gosh. Um, 19... see, I started selling cars in 99, and it was before then. So right. when... I, I don't know what I would say early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. That, I would say at some right. point, I mean, I, I know that coverage one started selling warranty in 1982. And this is before my time working in the dealership other than a lot boy, but I didn't pay much attention. I was too worried about detail on all the cars, but anyway, so it goes back a ways. So our, our process has evolved from, let's just call it 1985, 1990. And so it's evolved. Now to here it's 220 and everybody has the sales process in the F&I. Now we're in a new normal. So are we going to work together and develop a new sales process or are we all going to do it individually? You know, or the, are the are, like, I wonder, it would really be nice at a time like this that we all collaborated to make the industry successful. It really would. And I think this type of format that you have going for us here today on this podcast puts us in a, in a setting where we can communicate about how we can make our industry successful because we need to care about the jobs of everybody out there. We need to care about the industry. We need to care about our economy because if we're not providing jobs and selling cars, there's going to be that trickle-down approach, right? And the industry happens to be a pretty big one. So I would love to find a way for us to get into a group setting, but not the Alcoholics Anonymous setting where we're all sitting there talking as a group, but how can we make our, and I think it's a very positive group, by the way, so I don't mean to talk negative about that. Here, I'm understanding them on the radio here. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's all good. So, but bottom line is I would like to find a way for us to be successful through, the, through a team atmosphere or through a, a setting where we could all collaborate together. Uh, we like to do that with our dealers. Like Wilson was mentioned earlier, we want to listen. We want to do that, but we want to be able to help. You know, the banks could get together. The dealers could get together. The providers could get together and work as a team instead of individually. Right. And we have a lot to add as the dealer has a lot to add. So what is that process going to be? And now that I've said that preface, you know, um, we, we are, we have some ideas. I mean, obviously a lot of things are going to have to be done through zoom they're going to have to be done through you know video portal, yeah. video yeah, yeah virtual portals uh you know like you'd mentioned earlier on when we were talking offline there's a, a number of different processes by appointment only that a lot of people are afraid to do that you know they i mean i i don't know about you but i'm bumping into people actually not bumping into people because we're we're six feet apart but people are standing <laughs> back you know and i'm yeah, you see somebody in the grocery store, you almost run down a different aisle, right? So no, that's anyway. true. I mean, maybe the entire. I mean, you think about this, right? I mean, you bought a car, you deal with a salesperson, right? That salesperson then has to bounce and forth negotiate the deal between a sales manager. So now I got two people involved, right? Then after the sales manager and the salesperson were done with their portion of the process, then the F and I manager had to get involved, right. right? There are three people that had to be involved into a singular purchase. Mm -hmm. So is the question maybe that there isn't three people anymore, but there's only one person that does it all? The product genius. Yeah, that, right? That's it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting question too, because I've, I've thought of it on both sides where, yeah, you've got the one person, you've got, like Randy said, the product genius. Um, and then you've got the fact that we've actually, as a society, become more comfortable buying um, product, it seems, on our own, online, directly from Amazon or something like that. I myself, I like dealing with people, but you know, maybe the industry has just gotten a bad rap for, you know, people not getting the right deal or something along those lines or whatever it is. Right. You know, then you've got a lot lawyer that comes in and, and wants to negotiate, but you know, not understanding that margins nowadays are, are not what they used to be They're They're so tight. Um, you know, it, it's a tough thing. One thing I don't know if the, the uh going to the complete virtual world will be able to do is is handle your customer attention the same way build the relationship the same way well uh, to, that's what are, we're saying are we like able to building, building that relationship i mean I think especially now virtually or you know over video you know yeah to build three virtual relationships or over virtual yeah that might be very difficult yeah i understand what you're saying yeah do, yeah you see what I mean? I'm just, I do. Yeah. I mean, guys, like, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I got the answer here. You know, I mean, I know we're spitballing a little bit here, but I mean, it, it seems to make sense right now, you know, it, moving into this new norm, you know, yeah. that, you know, it, it's hard enough to make three physical relationships, right? Between a salesperson, a sales manager, an F&I manager. Yeah. You yeah. know, to make three different virtual relationships, it, it's just, it's, that much more tougher. You know, I think one person needs to handle that customer. And that's my personal opinion. I think one person needs to handle that customer from mm -hmm. the point of hello to the point of here's your keys. Randy, well, what do you think? what's your thoughts? A, well, I, I love, I love the process to begin with because, you know, when we're in a dealership, you know, the 12 steps, however we're going to follow them. I, I just a full believer in process and systems. So I think that it can be done a hundred percent. Like, like, Jason, we met, we met this morning on video. Yeah. I, 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 I feel like I know you, right? Cause we were, cause we do a lot of zoom within our organization. So I think the relationship can be built very quickly with the right individuals on the screens and because everybody's going to accept it, but now they just need to get it in the system because the, the process really shouldn't have to change a whole lot. The only thing is, is we're just not going to be standing in front of each other, giving each other a high five or shaking our hands or hugging, but we're still going to be able to see communicate really clearly. We can show documents properly through sharing and through sharing them on our screen. The whole process could probably be handled a whole lot better from the consumer's home and, and the and, dealership's and probably a lot office. faster too, right? Oh, wait, hey, you know what? Let me, what's, what's really funny about our business you know that we're product providers. We're, we're, we drive around, we get in our Toyota Prius and we drive from we drive from one dealer to the next all across the country in Toronto. Like when, I, when I'm in Toronto visiting dealers, Jason, it's hilarious. I get to visit about two dealers a day because it takes me that long to get from one to the next, right? So how efficient is that? How much value are we providing those dealers in that territory when we're only seeing two or three or four dealers a day at the most, and then we get there and they're busy because they have a car deal, we can be a whole lot more efficient on Zoom by setting up appointments, having a 20 minute meeting with a whole lot of value, 
It's so much more efficient. We get, we yeah, we'll talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs for five minutes, build some rapport. Hey, great seeing you. How are your kids? Now, let me tell you what we can do for you today. We're finding our sales team loves that process, and we're migrating towards that instead of driving in the car for all day and never mind wasting gas, vehicle maintenance, pollution, all those great things. This can become the best system known to mankind. Maybe it's just be, we're just being nudged that way to do this. Well, it can also provide the best customer service to to dealers as well and, and clients. I mean, if, if you flip this onto a dealer um, perspective, I mean, it, if you are the one that met, so let's say I met Jason and we were selling, I was going to sell him a car um, and I did, you know, the proper introduction, the rapport building, everything like that. We've made the profit on the car. We made the profit on the finance office. And now I, I, the direction I have put Jason in from start to finish, from car sale to uh, finance office, I've been able to build the relationship, build rapport, and also um, have the full circle approach to know that the product I, I put him in from financing, leasing, whatever way you, you've done it, I've now set up his financing with the FNI products perfectly to feed our service department perfectly, keep Jason happy the entire time he's owned the vehicle. Um, and then again, full circle approach, he comes back, customer attention is going to be huge these days if our, if our sales circle's shrinking. Um, when he comes back, Jason's happy, you know, his car is fully maintained, it's got all the proper uh, cosmetic well, you know, programs on it and everything point, like Wilson, that. I'd even push it one step farther. I'd even replace the, the service advisor. I literally put all four roles into one person. You would, you? Okay. I would. That's the dealer, wow. the dealer operations yeah. mind in the back yeah. of working, yeah. you know, because well, then fun. look, then, then I can employ a smaller team. I, I look, I know, again, I, this is just, if I was in the deal world, you know, I'm, I'm staring down this big operational nut every single mm-hmm. month, you know, and it's just like, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I need to find a way to not only up my level as far as the customer experience goes, but I also need to find a way to operationally bring my expenses down and all, you know heartbeat right? right and it's like if you bought the per, bought the car from the same person went through the f and i process with the same person and then every time you needed your vehicle service you came in and talked to that person about the service vehicle i mean don't you think retention efforts will go through the freaking roof with that i mean you know yes that one person won't be able to do as many transactions right but what they're how they're able to manage that relationship you know over the entire ownership of the vehicle is incredibly high and it's it like my really overall cool. retention, I think, goes right. through the roof. Yeah, you, you're bang on, actually. I mean, do you think, yes, he won't be able to do as many transactions, but he could collect a bit from every department. So, I mean, the pay can still be there. That's right? what I'm saying. The pay he can, still can be He there. can still make, exactly. The commission can still be there. Now, but he's also going to have that vested interest of, you know what, Jason, if you're about 18 months into your lease or you're 24 months into your lease, 36 months, hey, let's look at swapping you out, right? I mean, the current service world, there's very few advisors that will walk somebody over to the sales department and go, hey, this guy, it's time to, to look at something else, right? Most of the time they go, I mean, yeah, let's just sell service and push them out the door. It's kind of interesting when we look at the the subprime, the non-prime world where that salesperson- That's normal. Right? That is normal. That's normal. They, they, they find the car, they sell the car, they sell the, they sell the finance office products, they follow up, they have quite a system, and they don't need to sell 30 cars a month. And the retention rate's huge. It's, right. it's massive. Because you're, you're tracking massive. them. You're, you're, you know, you're building a nice credit portfolio for that consumer, mm-hmm. and you're going to try to bring them back between 12 to 18 months. 
And, you know, you've taken good care of them. You've helped them rebuild their credit. Let's get you out of that vehicle, get you into a new one and get you down to at least 9.99% financing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that relationship can be so strong. If Again, if it's handled professionally with integrity and the whole nine yards, right? Well, we yeah, work yeah, with I mean, I'm not sure great. if that's the right model, but I'm just saying that yeah. there. I think there is a model there that people should be exploring as far as what the new norm looks like. Now, now let's say people are listening to us and they're going, wow, you guys are a bunch of whack jobs here. Like, are you, are you kidding me? You want they me to take be. four of my employees and shove them into one person? <laughs> it's like, no, right? Okay, so let's let's huh. say, you know, they are going to stick with their normal four, okay? Yeah. Then now it's about over-communications. We touched up on it a little bit already when we were talking about Zoom, but I, I'm just thinking like what that new sales process looks like is that, you know, when you have that Zoom call, you have the salesperson on, you have the F&I manager on and you have the sales manager on all in the same call, just like here we are. We got three people, one call. You know, it's like we're all having that conversation together. So any any question that is going to be asked can immediately be answered. What do you got? What are you guys thoughts about that, about bringing the entire team together to have the conversation with one customer? Randy, I'll start with yourself. I, I, you know, I think, you know, like you said, I, I, it's a real interesting concept that you have that product knowledge is, is huge. You know, it's it, it become a salesperson. You have to have a ton of product knowledge to sell a car. I, I can't imagine how these guys retain everything that they need to know about a vehicle. Now we need to teach them about finance office products and understand the life and disability terms and conditions contract. Now, then now we need to teach them all about service. It seems to be very overwhelming training concept. Um, you know, I, I think that it, is, is it feasible? Sure, it is with an amazing training system. I, I think I think what's what's what need to happen is you'd have to have an amazing amazing training system, amazing coaching system, and a, you need some serious video. <laughs> you know, it might be a good business to get into instead of your beard kit. Uh, maybe we should start a video production company right now. Well, the good thing is I have one. So. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's the He's one step ahead nine, of us nine already. videographers on staff. <laughs> Gee, nice. Well, you know, we actually, we do a lot of video production for dealerships. I mean, we produced a little over um, 800 videos last year uh, for dealerships. And uh, this year, up until everything just kind of paused, uh, we were all, we were already on track to double that. You know, so uh, dealerships are embracing video, uh, but they're embracing it more as a marketing tool, not necessarily a communications tool. And I think that's where the opportunity is going to be moving forward is that it's not just a marketing tool, but video is going to be a huge communications tool. Now, with that said, and this will lead me into my next question is, and you guys tell me if, if this doesn't change or not, right? But does our communication efforts change now because I don't have the person face-to-face, -face, I'm now screen to screen. Wilson, I'll start with you on that one. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it changes but for the better oh yeah i think you keep oh, going yeah. i think you just stepped up oh i think you said one minute oh did he yeah sorry about that i had my window no. open and i literally had some kids outside like going up and down the street with uh, oh that's okay <laughs> I, I paused yeah so i i think it uh do our communication efforts change yeah absolutely i think that now that there is that commitment from on on the virtual world, um, you're going to have actually more attention from the, the customer 
any, I, I feel that the customer is going to be actually a little bit more uh, loyal to the dealer or the person selling um, as far as committing time to actually speak with you. Uh, you know, when we're following up with customers in the past and, and whatnot, it's pretty common. You're going to get their voicemail or something like that, right? They hit the auto ignore, but you're setting a communication appointment via Zoom. Um, you know, one thing I find is that when we're communicating with our dealers via Zoom, mm -hmm. the meeting is so um, efficient. Focused. It, it's so yeah. focused and you're getting yeah. a protective it's time. It's faster. Yeah. And, and it, the value you're getting out of it is so much better. I mean, even myself, when I was in, in a dealer world and, um, you know, I've got either a vendor coming and sitting at my, at my desk and I've got sales guys walking back and forth and coming in and they're going, and, and you know, it, it is, it's just the normal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Come in, you know, we'll sign the deal here. Get, get out of here. I'll, I'll get back to you. Sorry. Uh, you know, sorry. It took five minutes. Yeah, exactly. um, when's the going to be done? Where's the keys to this car? Right. right. You know, but when I was on a, a, a video call with whether it's Volkswagen, whoever, um, it was always like doors closed, leave me alone. I'll be out in 30 minutes sort of thing. Um, I think you're going to get that same response out of out of a customer now like we're, we're all glued to our phones we're glued to our our smart devices non-stop like it, it's just something we like doing we like facetiming people we like having conversations you know what, wilson that's a really good point i mean we're we're gonna now because we're forced to communicate you know screen to screen versus face yeah. to face that we're going to be hyper focused mm -hmm. you know how many times have you seen a person buying a car in a dealership and like the FNI manager is going over some paperwork with them and, and they're like just this. doing one of these. Yeah. 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 yeah that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. I don't that. Next thing you know, they're going, wait, 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 I didn't say yes to this. Wait, stuff. Wait, what the hell? How's this car? $10,000 yeah. more than what I said. Bad Google review, all those things. Right. And that's, I don't understand. Where can I claim this? Totally. So yeah, Jason, uh, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the communication is going to change. You know what I think needs to change is the mindset. Mm, elaborate because, on that. Yeah, like some of our sales representatives right now are contacting dealers, reaching out because we didn't go to the bed and put the covers over our head. We're continuing to do business as, as much as we can. So we're contacting our dealers. Our dealers are going, well, we're not set up to do Zoom. Uh, what's Zoom? And no offense to any of those dealers out there. They just haven't, they had, the need was not there. So I think what has to happen, it has to become part of the process. The system, the tool itself has to become a part of the process because we're there to assist. We're set up with Zoom. We're set up with video. We're going to continue to go that way to provide the support. Now, the dealers who are behind on this type of technology, which really isn't technology, it's just screen video. It's a FaceTime, basically, just called something. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. long yeah, time. Well, you, got, you got to get a camera. Guys, you I know, remember, get... and I saw, I'm sorry to interrupt real quick, but oh, I no remember uh, when Skype first came out, um, mm -hmm. and it was a while ago. I don't think people realize how old Skype is. Um, oh, but, idea. you know, oh, yeah. I actually posted on our dealership's website a Skype experience, which I actually let people Skype. And of course, then it was just, I only had just the webcam, right? Like that wasn't able to walk out with my phone at that point yet. You know, that's how old right. Skype is. <laughs> but I was able to talk to them directly. I mean, this was mm -hmm. 12, 13 years ago. <laughs> You're yeah. right, to your point. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry, right. I apologize. Uh, Randy, get back to oh. your mindset because I think that's super important. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I just think it's it's going to have to be a bit of a culture change. It's going to have to be, let, let's, this is what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. We need to get everybody set up with camera. We need to get everybody a Zoom account. We need to go through some product training. We need to go through some Zoom etiquette. And we're just going to need to get comfortable in front of a camera. We're comfortable in front of a camera. We do it all the time. Right? You know what else I'm, I, I right noticed? Now, I'm extremely comfortable. That's going to be amazing to, that's going to come of this is, I mean, you look at the top left corner right now, we're recording. Right. So we want you know, quality control. We want accountability. We want, you know, those times where you're at the deal and you're like, I wish I could listen in on exactly what this conversation went like or something like that. Because, you know, there's the he said, she said situations and things like that. It's going to be all there. It's going to be recorded. Our, the, the quality is going to be better. Good point. Transparency, transparency is going to be required. Now. Transparency is going right. to be boom. The experience is going to be better. Everything is going to come together. And I mean, even if you think of um, a, an issue with a car or something that a customer can't figure out, you know, in the past, I'm always used to, yeah, pick up the phone and trying to walk them through how to set up their Bluetooth or something like that because they got a new phone. And then it, it usually ends up, you know what, why don't you just come into the dealer? I'll get it set up for you versus, hey, FaceTime me quick, show me what you're seeing, and I'll walk you through this. Like the efficiency of what would happen from a, a, a dealer to a, a client or a consumer, um, that those efficiencies can happen in our world too as, as a warranty provider and for a dealer, you know, in current world or i guess past <laughs> world now past situation before you know we were bringing it all the finance managers taking them out of their office to do training and uh put them in a group setting and then we'll, we'll be training like, like now we can hop on a zoom the dealer incurs no expense there's you know we can we can do them more frequently you can have 30 minute sessions boom 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 making sure these you know the customer experience the best practice everything like that is all um discussed upon a, a group you know you can almost have your many uh 20 groups 20 group meetings but just f and i round table actually meetings i think 20 group meetings will actually be better over this than they will be because i'll tell you i've been to, i've been to a lot of 20 group meetings and again yeah. this is what the 20 group meetings look like right yeah right. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 oh yeah yeah my dealership does that too yeah, uh, like they just sit there exactly, the damn right? phones yeah. half yeah. the time, right? Okay, no, look, guys, right. I I know we're getting towards the tail end of our time today, but yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I I think we're gonna see increased transparency during this new norm, or when we enter into this new norm, we're gonna see increased transparency. We're going to see, I think, um, hyper involved right communication mm -hmm. efforts you know like again this we're not going to be sidetracked it's really going to be focused into it i think that with that said that we're going to have to over communicate pretty much everything we do especially from a prospect's perspective like the deal yeah. like we can't just show somebody something we have to tell them like here's what's going to happen next here's what's going to happen next here's what's going to happen next you know um and we're gonna have to get comfortable uh, being in front of a camera you know we, since we're not there in person like no, 80% of what we say doesn't come out in the words that we say, but it comes out in our our expressions and our eye contact. And all of that is going to be super important. I was on a Zoom call this morning and the guy wasn't even staring at the, at the he was like, again, doing, because it was obvious, right? He was doing one of these, staring at his phones. It's like, mm -hmm. yo, dude, are you even paying attention to us right now? Like what, what's going on when you're in front of a camera? You have to do that. Um Guys, I, I know we're at the tail end. I want to thank you so much for your time today. This this was a lot of fun, and I'm confident we could probably easily go another hour here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. But but before yeah. we sign off, though, for everybody that's listening and watching right now and would love to connect with you guys and learn more about what you guys are doing, uh, what is the best way to do so? Randy, I'll start, I'll start with you. 
Well, you can go to yourwarrantyteam.com and you go to our team and you scroll down and every one of us are available through our email, which would be our first name, like randy at yourwarrantyteam.com. Uh, everybody's telephone number is listed on our website as well. There's also info at yourwarrantyteam.com. And how else can you get a hold of us, Wilson? Yeah, we also have a live chat feature and uh, coming soon, I would say probably within the next uh, week or two, we'll have the availability to uh, book in with one of us online. Just you can book a 15 minute discovery session um, right on our webpage and we can uh, have a great chat and, and find out how we can help. Awesome. Hey, guys, thanks again for your time today. That was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. Thanks Thank so you. much, Jason. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah you, you have too. a great day.